0: Welcome to Celestial Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Duffy Adkins, and I'm humbled to present to you a very special project that our team has been working on to bring attention to gender discrimination and sexual harassment within the space industry. This is Take Up Space. The four-part companion podcast series to our short film by the same title that spotlights the firsthand accounts of eight anonymous women and non-binary individuals from across the space industry and what their experiences have been with gender discrimination and sexual harassment. This film and special podcast series reveals the current climate for gender minorities in a male-dominated space and just how much work still has to be done to make humanity's future on and off Earth more inclusive. This podcast episode discusses sensitive topics related to sexual harassment, abuse, and sexual assault that may be triggering or traumatic for listeners. Here is part two, Dark Space. Have you ever had specific examples of damaging things or hurtful things that have been said to you, whether in academia or in the workplace, that you feel have been largely because of either your race or your gender?
1: The moment that my entire life changed was sitting down with the head of human resources after not the first major incident with this person, But the second major instant with this person, I sat down with her and her reaction was, maybe you would be happier if you worked somewhere else. And in that moment, I went from being this quiet, timid, shy person to just doing a 180. And I said, I'm not going to leave my job that I've worked so hard for because somebody else can't control their behavior.
0: Most of the times you will find that there's no human resources structure that particularly caters to not only harassment, but also a complaints mechanism for any kind of issues within the workplace. So there have been times where I have simply had to keep things to myself and remain quiet, not only because there was no way to resolve it, but also because
1: I perceived it as threatening to my position in the workplace. I was taken aside by the CEO
2: of a company that I used to work for. And she told me that people see me as pushy. And I was very taken aback because she had also always told me to be aggressive to get my work done. It still resonates with me when I am put in a situation where I need to be assertive or aggressive. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, the woman I used to work for told me I was pushy.
0: Have you ever experienced sexual harassment, assault, or anything else hostile in the workplace?
3: I've definitely experienced both gender harassment and sexual harassment in academia, and I will never say to people who have experienced things like this that it was for better, or you should be glad that it happened to you because it made you stronger. I will never say that. Once things like this have happened, we all need to take time and space to understand how this fits
1: into our story. I was dealing with hostile workplace environment type harassment to the point where things were physically violent. And it wasn't something where the company really wanted to take care of it because the person that was causing all of this behavior was quite senior to the point of being untouchable.
0: And do you feel comfortable sharing like any either specifics around what was said or what was done.
2: My hair was just kind of like Julia Roberts curls all over and it was really short. I love it, I call it my happy hair. Mm -hmm. And he was obsessed with my hair. Once a year, we would have this event where we would all go to the same conference center and he would like yell out comments from across hundreds of people about my hair, wanting to touch my hair, wanting to put his fingers in my hair. One time he was standing near me and he was trying to sniff it and he was my boss at the time. And then one time, me and another person ended up having to ride with him in a vehicle. And he started talking about sex. Started talking about his wife holding out on him and he was gonna have to find a way to get some. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Someone filed something against him at HR and then they ended up getting retaliated against and they're no longer at the organization anymore.
3: In the project team that I worked in, there were a lot of inappropriate comments floating around about bodies and then what they would like to do and a lot of discussion around if we think that she was a virgin or how she would be in bed. A lot of inappropriate bedroom talk about myself and other members of the team that was reported and there was a whole scandal because The leadership of the team asked its members to lie against me.
1: After I reported being harassed, the company's tactic was they knew they couldn't fire me, so they decided to make my life miserable until I quit. It was just day after day of having responsibilities taken away, having my salary sabotaged, moving my office into a closet. (laughs) Like, every single day just felt like a struggle, and I didn't want to let them win. Until it got to the point where one of my coworkers pointed out that they couldn't remember the last time they had seen me smile and they said, You need to get out of here.
4: I had an incident at my school. I went to Title IX, I went to the police, and nothing happened. It didn't matter if I said something to them or not.
0: What what happened exactly?
4: Um, that one I Yeah, that one I had a sexual assault incident on
0: campus. So you were able to like identify who who assaulted you. Yes. What happened to that person?
4: Nothing. So I did something very typical of survivors and that was to ignore it. So I didn't come forward until months after it. Well, they said there was there was a lack of evidence and too much time.
0: Are there women in the field that you know of that have experienced sexual assault in the workplace or in academia? Dear friend of mine who works for
2: an aerospace company and I have witnessed her struggle with that in the workplace. I will say people that find themselves in situations like me can also, if you're not experiencing it yourself firsthand, then you can have those conversations with people that are, that maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need to hear that big sister or that friend or that whomever say, hey, I see you. I hear you. Your feelings are real. Your experience is valid and there's nothing wrong with you feeling the way that you feel and you are absolutely not wrong for wanting to speak up and say something.
4: The reason I decided to come forward is because I had caught wind that it had happened to another girl. Literally, all you have to do is just ask any of your female friends if they've ever experienced something like this and you will get a whole slew of stories that you did not expect. It is not hard to go out and find these stories.
0: Does this person still, is this person still working either at that same company or still in the industry?
1: Yes, they are still quite prominent in in the industry.
0: I'm
3: assuming he's still there. Is that safe
0: he to say? He is think? still
1: there. My no contact orders
3: were also messed up. I was made to choose between either getting a no contact order or holding the perpetrators accountable against school policy, and I couldn't have both. So I had to choose a no-contact order for my own sanity and my own safety. That meant that they didn't have to face the school code, which they very clearly violated.
2: When I wanted to talk to people in charge before his graduations, almost everyone told me, why do you want to ruin his life by
0: exposing him? I don't want to ruin his life. He's ruining his life himself. And so, like presumably this person is still out there like hasn't been arrested hasn't been charged with anything is that the case to your knowledge
4: to my knowledge yeah that's probably like the most heartbreaking thing to me is because you don't know how many more after you there's been This is not
0: just a particular institution or a particular set of faculty. Like, we can't isolate this incident. If we look at it from an isolated perspective, we'll be ignoring the bigger picture, which is systemic kind of sexism that is prevalent in every facet of our lives. It's present in our families, in our schools, in our
1: universities, in our workplaces, in our society.
0: Thank you for listening to part two of Take Up Space. We invite you to continue with the next installment of this series, part three, Hope for Change. We encourage you to check out our award-winning short film from which this podcast series was created. Take Up Space can be viewed on the Celestial Citizen YouTube channel. If you have questions or would like to get in touch with our team, please reach out to us at info@celestialcitizen.com. Remember that every person is responsible for making this world and those that lie beyond a better place. If you are in a position to help someone who might be facing discrimination, harassment, or is being abused, then please take action. And if you are a woman or non-binary individual in this industry that is experiencing harassment today, we stand with you. Please don't give up. Space needs you.